Praise the Lord, everyone. This is Dr. Dennis James Woods, and we're here with you one more time with the Revelation Revolution. Ladies and gentlemen, we are in the grips of the COVID-19 pandemic, a worldwide pestilence that has affected every nation on the planet. But I'm going to tell you something. COVID-19 conspiracy theorists make bad end-time prophecy interpreters. Ladies and gentlemen, you're not going to want to miss this next exciting episode of the Revelation Revolution. And I have to inform you at this time that you have just joined the Revelation Revolution. Praise the Lord, everyone, again. Again, this is Dr. Dennis James Woods, and I'm here with you again with the Revelation Revolution. Uh, right now, it is just an unbelievable time in global history. Uh, we are witnessing something that no one has ever seen uh, of this magnitude that has impacted the world's economies, the, uh, the world's churches, the world's businesses. Uh, just everything that you can think of, everyday operations in society, people dying, hospitals filling up, not enough supplies, not enough masks, not enough respirators. I mean, this is really, really something, and it really is on a global scale, and um, it 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 is significant when it comes to end time prophecy in this regard that Jesus talked about these things he actually talked about these things and uh, uh, and we're going to go into depth tonight you guys know how I do it you know uh, just be prepared to get your Bible and pencil and paper and highlighter and all that so you can take copious notes because you'll need to study along with me in this lesson I'm going to be using some video clips uh, some sound bites uh, of uh, number one of a um, a clip of this it's about 26 minutes long we're not going to play the whole clip uh, but it's this uh, this gentleman that uh, is doing this lecture on how COVID-19 started and he's got this this theory that he keeps putting out which is completely crazy uh, and students of the Bible uh, need 
to learn how to judge things that people say biblically. You should run things through a biblical filter. But in order to do that, you have to know what the Bible says about certain things, what the Bible speaks of. And so this is what this uh, uh, episode is going to be dedicated to. And I'm telling you, we are going to have a great time. You guys, like I said, you guys know how I do it. I just want to uh, give a shout out to all of my listeners. We are up over 2,100. I think we're at 2,118 downloads. Ladies and gentlemen, you are part of a movement in this country and uh, we even got some uh, attraction in South South Africa and also in the United Kingdom but mostly here in the United States but it's over 2100 downloads and listens and that is absolutely phenomenal uh, whether you agree with me or not it doesn't re- really make a difference uh, the bottom line is is my job my assignment from heaven is to put the information out there now what you guys do with it is as you 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 know that's between you and the lord but everything that we're going to talk about as i do in all of my podcasts uh will be based on what thus saith the lord in the scriptures and uh so uh i know that uh, puts me at uh odds with some dispensationalists uh pre-trib people i understand that uh if you're if you're looking for pre-trib ideas here this is the wrong podcast but if you really want to learn something stay tuned but we're not so much going to be talking about the rapture doctrines tonight as we are i'm going to be playing some clips uh i do want you to listen carefully i'm going to be cutting in and all of that so uh to make some comments uh, but this is a piece that I received from actually a couple of my associates. But the first time I got it was one of my minister friends here in uh, the Chicago area. A good brother, a good friend of mine uh, that I love and have, have supported. We've been friends down through the years. He actually sent it to me. And so, uh, and then I, and then another person also as well. And, and, and he wanted to get my opinion on it. And I'm actually glad that he sent it because this piece of information has actually gone viral all over the world. And it has people reacting in some strange ways based on some guy's theory. And, uh, not only is there, we're going to poke several holes in what he's talking about, but at the end of his lecture he says some very very telling things about what he thinks about God how he thinks about the church and all of that which are not biblical and so we we have to even though he quotes scripture you know and uh, this is the thing that I want to tell people listen just because a person quotes scripture it doesn't mean anything you have to analyze everything that's including me by what thus saith the Lord and so uh, what I want to do at this point is get ready to uh, cue in uh, this. Like I said, I'm going to play clips, make some comments, play clips, and we're going to do this for a little while. And then um, we're going to get into the crux of our lesson in Jesus name. I was the head of the largest business unit at Vodafone, their headquarters in Newbury between 2013 through 2015. 
Um, I was privy to a number of the new technologies that were coming down the pipe that was going to be implemented, namely the Internet of Things and secondly, the 5G technology. I knew a long time ago that 5G was dangerous, but I didn't understand the correlation with the coronavirus, which I now do. And I want to be able to explain that to you. So what is happening? Um, there is a deliberate strategy to roll out 5G, which is the fifth generation internet um, radio spectrum frequencies that enable mobile phones, smartphones and all devices to function on a much faster processing ability. And with the introduction of AI and artificial intelligence and the internet of things where all devices will be connected, so whether it's your car, whether it's your phone, whether it's your fridge refrigerator, whether it's your electricity in your house, it's all going to be on a smart grid. Effectively a type of matrix, unfortunately. Sorry to use that term. So what is happening is that this technology has to be rolled out globally. My companies I used to work for in their, as they're running their largest worldwide business unit um, is Vodafone. Vodafone are in partnership with Huawei or Huawei, whatever you call them, a Chinese telecoms company. And they have been rolling out systematic 5G implementation in multiple locations. What's the relevance? The frequency that they're using, and I also ran a telecoms company back in 2010 through to 2013-14, some of you will be aware, that specialized in radio spectrum, that we, this is the ability to take external signals from satellites into buildings. Um, and so that the frequency that you experience in power on your phone is the same in the building as it is outside of the building. When mobile networks were created initially, they thought people will be on the road all the time, hence why they were called mobile phones. But actually what happened is people used their mobile phones in buildings and the signal wasn't strong enough to, pen to penetrate buildings. That's called radio spectrum. And they're different um, megahertz frequencies, etc. So. The 5G frequency is a very high frequency, very, very, very high frequency. It is just below the classification of a weapon. Uh, and I'll tell you why. The frequency that they're using, which is 10 times faster than 4G, unfortunately, when it comes into connection with human bodies, causes cell poisoning, cell poisoning. So our bodies try to fight the radiation that is in the form of cell poisoning because of this frequency. It is effectively radiation. And what happens is our bodies uh, kick out the toxicity or toxins with some pro proteins and some DNA, RNA from our cells in the form of a chemical which is called a virus. So most diseases are excretions from cells that we are trying to pull out of our body or push out of our body. And it will head towards orifices to be excreted or um, expunged out of our body. So our noses or our mouths. So you can understand the picture I'm painting. So what's happening, sorry for the detail, but this is gonna take a bit of time. What is happening is that um, 5G, the frequency and the power, which is 10 times more powerful than 4G, is reacting adversely with human cells, causing cells in our bodies to be poisoned, toxic, and our natural defense mechanism is pushing out that toxicity in the form of a virus. So what you're seeing is not coronavirus per se, you're seeing cell poisoning manifesting with fluids, chemicals, viruses that the body is trying to um, dispose of because it's harmful to its physical body.
So all that's occurring around the world, and I hear your minds thinking, well, how can that be, Pastor? But I'll explain in a moment. All that's, recur- all that's occurring in the world is a reaction to human bodies to the electrification of the universe through 5G satellites, 5G towers, 5G cells that are being populated in major cities around the world. So this is what is causing this pandemic. So sorry to say, second point, this is the largest global cover-up in history. For Okay, I just wanted to kick in right here. So according to this guy, What's happening is this is not a virus. It's really cell phones and 5G that's poisoning everybody and but they're calling it a virus when it's really not a virus. So what they're saying is this is not really spread from human to human because that's not what it really is. How it's really happening is people's body are being bombarded with these 5G emissions from, I guess, 5G towers and cell phones and all of that stuff. And it's causing everyone to get sick. And therefore, of course, because of that, they don't want nobody to know. So this is a cover up. Now, this goes a little further, it goes a little deeper. And I just wanted to cut in right here to just so you can kind of guide you through the premise, because this guy says some wild stuff. And uh, but people are listening to this and they're believing it. I'm playing it so we could use this and then we're going to come back to the Bible. So just stick with me now. okay? what is the relevance of all of this? The relevance is the uh, coronavirus is not what's killing people. It is clearly, categorically, unequivocally, and scientifically proven that the radio frequencies that we are being exposed to is what is killing the people. Why are they allowing it? Because of multiple agendas, but primarily because 5G is the only network with the speed to handle the future. And where we're going rapidly is a world run by AI, artificial intelligence, the internet of things where everything's interconnected on the internet, a new global currency that's coming out, hence why I've been pushing what I've been pushing for the last five years in Africa with our own digital currency um, to combat what was coming. now, I was wondering if you just caught what he just said. First of all, he said, it's the coronavirus is not what's killing people. You know, uh, you know, he just says this, that's not what's doing it. But then he said one of the agendas is so they can roll out a global currency. And this is why he 
you know, put his emphasis in in developing his own uh, currency, a Bitcoin. And, and I just thought that was real interesting. You know, it's always an angle with these guys. You know, now he's pro- and he promotes it really throughout his whole thing about this Bitcoin that he's coming out with. But uh, so according to him now, this is not this is not uh, the coronavirus is uh, uh, is caused by the five uh, G network that people are putting up. Okay, let's continue. Okay, so let me move on. Um, We've had three pandemics in the last 120 years. Uh, The first pandemic was in 1918, which was called the Spanish flu pandemic. This was when they implemented radio waves globally and increased the electrification of our universe. Guess what happens? Millions of people died six months later with a pandemic they called the Spanish flu pandemic. Roll on and... Okay, now, I hope you will listen to what he just said. He said the Spanish flu of 1918 is because they they implemented radio waves globally that electrified the universe. Now, wait a minute. Them had to be some big radio towers. I mean, come on. Listen, I lose a radio signal here in Chicago driving from downtown out to the suburbs. I mean, come on. Radio signals don't even go that far. I mean, some of your big stations, like we have a, a radio station here, AM uh, 780, and I think they, they're 50, 100,000 watts. You can get these people all the way, like, from Chicago to Milwaukee almost. You know, but the signals fade out. This guy is saying in 1918 when men just learned how to use radio waves that we electrified the universe now that's big then with some big antennas I, I'm sorry they, I, that, you know I missed that part you know but anyway and because they electrified the universe six months later it caused the Spanish flu now, this is what this guy is saying. Christians are listening to this. Okay? Are, you know, and I'm not saying I'm not making fun of anybody. But see, you have to listen to people and some of the things that they say. Now, how ridiculous is that? How ridiculous is that? It electrified the universal. So therefore, it caused the Spanish flu of 1918. Like I said, them had to be some big radio antennas to electrify the universe. You know, universe, that's, that, that's a real big backyard. That's a lot of space to cover, right? Okay, let us continue. A number of years. World War II, just after that, another pandemic, which was the implementation of radar equipment globally. Satellites went up, a myriad, a plethora of different satellites went up into the, the uh, what they call is the Van Allen Belt. Um, basically where they store and send uh, satellites. So when that was implemented, again, there was a number of deaths from the pandemic. Um, The last major pandemic... Okay. Now, he's saying the next one came in World War II. Now, he didn't give a name for this pandemic because he's just citing stuff, right? He says this came because now they put radar and satellites and 
I guess they electrified the universe again. The only problem with that, satellites didn't come out until 1957. After the Korean War War. Korean War War was from 1950 to 1953. The first satellite was Russian, the Russian Sputnik. That went up in 1957. So they did not have satellites in World War II. Number one. Okay. And so he says, because now men started using radar, that caused another pandemic. Okay. All right. Let us continue. Of course, this is ridiculous. Of course, he missed saying anything about, you know, uh, the two atom bombs that was that we dropped on Japan. You know, see, that would have made sense. If two atom bombs were dropped on Japan. And what about all the nuclear testing? Oh, but those don't cause pandemics. Just your cell phones. You know, they're just, they're just your cell phones. You know, and then what about 1G and 2G and 3G? And for the, the cell phone I have right now is 4G. So, why did it go all, hop over all the other G's and just get to the fifth G? And that's what's causing coronavirus. So, that means everybody that got a cell phone should be dropping dead right about now. You should have the virus. Okay? Doesn't make sense that it would hop, it would just go to 5G and not, not hit any of the other G's. Okay, and the reason why I say that is because if he wants to go back and reference things like uh, Telegraph back in 1918 and said that caused a pandemic. When men primitively used radio waves, it's not like you had towers everywhere, not not 1918. You didn't. They were just learn how to use the stuff. So he said if that can cause a pandemic, then why come 2G didn't cause pandemic? Why come 3G didn't cause a pandemic? Why come 4G didn't cause a pandemic? Why did it go all the way from World War II and satellites and radar causing a pandemic after World War II and then jump straight over to his next one, which is the Hong Kong flu in 1968? Hang on one second. 1968, which was called the Hong Kong flu. Guess what they did then? They rolled out another level of satellite penetration in the Van Helen belt, over 100,000 satellites that were transmitting um, radar um, signals, radar field in the cosmic field, basically. So these were satellites that were pushing telecommunication and radar um, communication. So we had um, radio waves first at the beginning of the century, and then they implemented radar equipment and telecommunication satellites. These caused pandemics that killed multiple millions of people. And the last one was in 1968. So guess what's happening now? They're I mean, once again, is this not crazy? This is one of the things, ladies and gentlemen, that has gone viral. And people are buying into this. I think one of the uh, singers uh, also uh, got into this concept that it's 5G. So people start setting 5G uh, 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 towers on fire and everything. Just a lot of craziness. But let me let this guy continue. Hold out 5G and this is impacting people's lives, killing people around the world. And they're covering it up in the name of... Um, uh, coronavirus. So that is a fact. 
please go and do your study, study 5G, the implica implications implement of the implementation. Um, just to help you further, one of the countries, which is a huge country that has millions of people, huge country with cold weather, Russia has had no fatalities in the area of coronavirus. Why? Okay, let me chime in again. First of all, that's not true. Russia does have some deaths. Last count was around 45 people. So his information is wrong there. Okay, let's continue. Because they have not implemented 5G on a public use yet. They've only implemented it for exclusive use by the military. Hence why they've had no fatalities. Just to prove the point further, you're seeing in the news now that people without underlining health issues or compromised immune systems are falling sick and dying of corona that makes no okay once again his premise is because russia has not rolled it out to the public they're only using it for the military well then that means their military people should be dying that's what it means maybe not the civilians but the military should be and then wait a minute you have to have 5g right well 5G has not been rolled out in Malaysia, Iran, France, Singapore, and Nigeria. And all those people have coronavirus problems right now. So, what's up with this guy? See, things sound good, but when you really look into them and look behind them, there's problematic. But this isn't the real problematic thing, ladies and gentlemen, about this guy's lecture. This is just the scientific stuff. Listen, I'm not a doctor. I'm not a scientist. I can't go toe-to-toe -to, -toe to him talking about electromagnetic energy, which is light. L light is electromagnetic energy. There's the light on different spectrums. There's visible light. There's invisible light. You can't see x-rays. You can't see uh, gamma rays. You can't uh, you can see ultraviolet. You can see this other spectrum of light that we can see but that's what light is electromagnetic energy okay all right so uh but anyway let us uh, uh continue uh because he says some more incredible things honest but that's what's happening so when you're tested it gives them an opportunity to contaminate you with the virus because they want to cover up the fact that millions of people will die from the excessive radio frequency frequency um uh um um uh, radiation. So basically that's what's occurring unfortunately. So where is this going? Why are they doing this? We know the technological reasons for it. They need a robust, scalable, fast, uh, capable internet that can handle the petadata of information about all of your movements, all of your journeys, all of your banking transactions, your identification, all the CCTV cameras around the world, etc etc because they need visibility in what everyone's doing but the primary reason beyond that what they're doing which is luciferic and satanic sorry to be honest uh, to use that term but what is happening is that they are implementing three new strategies one vaccines so the vaccines have in it Toxins, you know, one of the things about vaccines, they give you the actual disease to see how the body's immune system will fight and combat the, the, the disease. So they give you the disease. But in that vaccine will consist of chemicals that light you up effectively to respond even more powerfully 
to the signals. So a bit like chemotherapy or radiotherapy, but the, the, in what they inject in your system enables the cells to be destroyed. That vaccine will consist of a substance that will enable the frequency of 5G to be more effective in creating more fatality. So what you're seeing around the world is that they're buying time to build capacity for the hospitals, for the warehouses and all the places they're going to convert into huge mortuaries effectively, sorry to be honest with you, to house the millions of people that are going to die from what is happening. So God has a plan. There is a plan. So let me just quickly throw that up now in case people are starting to worry. God has not given us a spirit of fear, power and love and of a sound mind. No weapon formed against us can prosper. So please know that this is a weapon that has been formed, but it shall not prosper against God's people. And I'll tell you why in a moment. So these are some of the things. Now, you may or may not be aware that we are um, electromagnetic beings. I know that sounds a bit weird. Um, it's not new agey. I've studied it scientifically. Um, we have electric circuits. Our nervous system is really a complex network of, of, of wiring uh, that our masterful creator created us to. I wanted to uh, bring to your attention of what he said. He said a lot of things there about the vaccines and the toxins. He gets deeper into that later on in the uh, uh in his lecture uh but one thing i wanted to talk to you about is he says we are electromagnetic beings no we are not we are spiritual beings made in the image of god we have physical bodies glory to god but we are a spirit and a soul that's contained in a spiritual body we are not electromagnetic beings as a matter of fact this is what it says in first thessalonians chapter 5 verse 23 it says and the very god of peace sanctify you holy and i pray god that your whole spirit and soul and body be preserved blameless unto the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. So a human being is a tripart being. What we are is we are a spirit. Glory to God. Just like when Jesus was on the cross, he released his spirit to go back to God. That spirit is who you really, really are. Your soul is where your your mind and your thoughts and all that are. And your body, yes, it was made from the earth. You need salt, you need water, you need uh, magnesium and, and copper and all those things for your physical body. But we are not electromagnetic beings. See, because now that, that lays an important foundation because... Because later on in his lecture, you'll see why he says that. That's And I, I wanted to jump in right there because that's real important. See, people like this, they can start throwing out a lot of things. And then, and then the next thing, you know, you're going, oh, that's deep. Yeah, that is right. We are electromagnetic beings. I, 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 I rubbed my feet on my carpet the other day and it was electricity and when they and when they uh jump start you when you take your heart out they have to shock you with electricity or hard to get your heart muscle listen ladies and gentlemen that's our physical body but we are not electromagnetic beings we are the human beings with a spirit made in the image of god okay god is not some electromagnetic force 
Therefore, we are not electromagnetic beings. And I just want to jump in right there because, see, and the reason why I'm, uh, I'm harping on this is because of where he's going. You have to hear the rest of this lecture because he gets into some stuff that's a little crazy. Uh, uh, but this is what's been uh, 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 circling around the Internet and people are buying into this. Let us continue. And we are predominantly water. And then there's obviously the physical mass of the body that houses everything. But ultimately, we are an electric circuit. So we react to frequencies. We respond to vibrations. We respond to energy. So electromagnetic energy, I haven't got time to deal with it, um, but basically includes gamma rays, x-rays, um, hence why when they do x-rays they have to stand behind certain screens. Um, there is infrared, there is all sorts of different kinds of, of um, electromagnetic energy that is just visible. One of the other visible is, is light, ultraviolet light and visible light. So that's one part of energy. The other part is charged particles, and I won't get into that, but that's protons and uh, also electrons and all sorts of different things that run about our university, sorry, universe, and we are um, given the capacity by God to be able to cope with these natural forces of energy running around the very solar system and into the vanilla belt and around the world. What's the relevance? So frequencies affect our sense of well-being. And one of the things I'll tell you in another conversation after this is how can we combat, because all of us emit frequencies, our heart, our, our, I did a teaching on this about the electromagnetic power of our heart and mind, um, that we do emit frequencies, we, uh, we, 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 we don't use those terms in, in Bible terms, but might, power, uh, anointing, fire of God, spirit, all of these things can be scientifically proven as electrification of our beings either we generate it or atmospheres affect us that's when we get together and have corporate worship and prayer there's a level of spiritual energy we call that the holy ghost but it's a it's a physical energy that can be felt um and, and many things i could talk about on that because of your time now did you just hear that what he said was what we call the holy spirit and the spirit and power that's really electromagnetic energy so now listen to what he's saying now he's not calling it God he uses the term God but then he comes back to this pantheistic understanding of the universe where you know where you actually see this thought played out is in Star Wars where the you have the universe which is basically over everything. And then you have the force. You have the dark force and the light force. And see, what well, God in pantheism is a force. It's a life force. And so now, the Holy Spirit is not the Spirit of God. But what it is, is electromagnetic energy and vibrations from the universe. Ladies and gentlemen, this is not Christian. This is what you call New Age pantheism being packaged for Christians with all of the trappings of a few verses here, a few verses there. But you can always spot a deceiver by just letting him continue to talk. And that's what we're going to do. Let's listen to some more. 
the electromagnetic power of our heart and mind um, that we do emit frequencies. We, uh, we, 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 we don't use those terms in, in Bible terms, but might, power, uh, anointing, fire of God, spirit, all of these things can be scientifically proven as electrification of our beings either we generate it or atmospheres affect us that's when we get together and have corporate worship and prayer there's a level of spiritual energy we call that the holy ghost but it's a it's a physical energy that can be felt um and, and many things i could talk about on that because of the time i can't i can't reveal too much okay so there is a solution that will help us to survive and to protect us and i'm developing those theories further and i will share them later on so let me explain the game plan so the game plan of of this new order unfortunately it is the era of the new world order it has commenced and this is why the last five years i was pushing my economic model with presidents throughout africa um, to give them an alternative digital currency and economic model that can sustain them independent of the World Bank, independent of this new world order controlled by the 1% of the 1% elites. Now, oh, did you hear that again? There he goes, pushing that, the economic system that he's been trying to develop. See, what, what these guys do, you have to create a problem. You have to create a problem. But see, the, the, the good, the good, uh, shysters, they don't just create a problem. See, you create a problem because you're taking people to a solution. And the solution is, is because the new world order is coming in and they're doing this coronavirus and your 5G cell phone is making you, is giving you the coronavirus. You know, you know, when you dial a certain number, at least more coronavirus toxins in the atmosphere and then somebody can get it because of the 5G signals from the electrified universe from the real big antennas they put up in 1918. Okay, so now, now that we understand this, but there's a new world system that's coming, and because there's a new world system, I've been developing another economic plan with the leaders of Africa, uh, so we can, we can have an alternative thing to the mark of the beast, because that's where he's going, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, if you, if you're laughing now, this is pretty good. It gets crazier than this, and people are eating it. The sad thing is, People are eating this up. Let us continue. So you will see already in the news today, there is announcement of the vaccines that will come. I said there are three developments. Vaccines, um, which will come, which will obviously have catastrophic impact on our physical being exposed to the radiation. Secondly, the vaccines will come with a tracking device called an RFI chip. It is a microchip that will be inserted at the same time as the vaccines. Um, they're not even being you know, subtle about it. They're being quite avert, uh, 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 avert about it. This will give them the ability to track. It will be presented in the name of um, we need to know who has had vaccines, who hasn't had vaccines, um, so we can know who's safe, who's not safe, and who can be given license to travel and do different things on the basis that they're no longer a threat to humanity uh, based upon this, this spurious, uh, ostensible um, uh, notion of, of, of the uh, coronavirus, which is... Now, did you hear that? So, what he is saying is, they're going to come up with a vaccine... Of course they're going to come up with a vaccine. Anytime a pandemic is hit, like smallpox and Asian flu and Hong Kong flu, all of those things, the yearly flu shots that we that people get uh, every year, 
they always come up with a vaccine. So that's expected. So that's not that's not that's not prophetic. That's what you do. When smallpox hit the world, he forgot to mention that one. But when smallpox hit the world, they came up with a vaccine for that. They have vaccines and things for like measles and stuff like that. Listen, when you send your kids to school, there are certain shots that they have to get because many of these childhood diseases. See, we don't see them in the United States. Why? Because our kids have to get vaccinated. There are other countries in the world where kids die of measles there's all kind of 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 shots that our kids have to get to go to school where in other countries where they don't have medicine available people die of that stuff people still die of smallpox you've got places in the world where they do not have cures for diseases we have cures for so this whole idea of them coming out with a vaccine and he makes a statement later on. I don't, I don't think I, I'll have time to play it because I, I, I'll need to get to my lesson. But uh, the bottom line is, an, oh, and by the way, I haven't gotten to my lesson yet. I just wanted to play this guy first because this is a uh, a, a, a piece that's going around the Internet and, and, and people are already calling me about it. You know, so but we wanted to go through step by step and just kind of break this thing down for you. OK, vaccine. Uh, uh, listen. Vaccines uh, and vaccinations and all that stuff, everything, anything a man does can have adverse effects. So you know that if you take an aspirin, it could have an adverse effect. If you take blood pressure pill, it could have an adverse effect. If you like anything, it could have an adverse effect. Why? Because a man made it and he's putting it into a body that God made. And men just do not have the ability to be on the same level as God. I mean, our bodies were fearfully and wonderfully made. There's a lot of stuff that doctors don't know. When we go to the hospital and we ask the doctor, what's wrong with me? They don't know what's wrong with you. They have no idea. A lot of times they don't have any idea. They got to take tests because they don't know. It's a lot of stuff that men do not know. God made us so, our, our bodies are so complex. It'll be, it'll be, it'll be years. It'll be, if it goes, if the world goes that long, a long, long time, we're learning a lot about medicine, a lot about our bodies but the bottom line is what he is saying is they're going to come up with a vaccine and then he said what they're going to put in this vaccine is an RF RFI chip it's going to be a chip in the vaccine now this guy's coming up with all this stuff first he said they're going to put toxins in it to light your body up so that your body will respond more uh, uh readily to the 5g uh, uh frequencies so you could get sick so you can get coronavirus okay so coronavirus is being uh, 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 uh caused by 5g signals even in countries that don't have 5g Okay, so so that's that's crazy right off the top. And then not only are they putting the toxins in to light your your your, your body up, they're they're also, uh, ladies and gentlemen, are um, are going to put a RF chip. So when you get the vaccine, you you're actually getting chipped at the same time. Now, where is he going with that? We gonna find out. Just stay tuned. It gets better. A new era of the mark of the beast. It is here. It is real. It is now. They are expediting rapidly because they realize that there's a level of esoteric enlightenment going through the earth. There's a level of technology that can fast track other people's agenda, which will be contrary to theirs, and they will want to shut it down. So what are they doing systematically, systemically and simultaneously? They are shutting global economies down because they want to introduce two things, a new level of monopoly or oligopolies. These are four or five key 
multinational companies. Amazon will be the first. Their Google is obviously one. Um, there'll be others that will manage the supply chain of everything that we purchase. Um, so everything is going to be streamlined from food to electronics to the flow of money and everything. Uh, okay. What I want you to listen, what I want you to, what I want to deal with is, he said, because we're being, people's going to be, have to get this uh, vaccine, vaccination, va- vaccine, they're going to be, put an RF chip in the vaccine. So, then he says, this is the new era of the mark of the beast. Ladies and gentlemen, he is saying this is the mark of the beast. This, this is this is this is this is what he's actually saying that the mark of the beast. This and what's what we got going now, and uh, 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 all of this is to get people to go down there, get that chip. And then get that uh, get the vaccine, which they're going to slip in these toxins and this RF chip into the vaccinations. And then that's going to be the mark of the beast. This is the new era of the mark of the beast. He said it is now it is here. Those were his exact words. Ladies and gentlemen, there could nothing be further from the truth. Nothing could be further from the truth. We're actually going to get into all of this, ladies and gentlemen. But, ladies and gentlemen, I just give you a, uh, I'm just giving you this because this is stuff that's floating around the, uh, the internet right now. And, uh, like I say, people are getting concerned. They're passing this around. This has gone viral. It really has. But it is full of nonsense. Okay. Now, that doesn't mean he may not be right about a few things. Yes, they're going to have a vaccine. Yes, they may. Yes, they, if they give you the, if you go and get the vaccine, of course they're going to ask you what your name is. How, did, how else are they going to give you the results? How else are they going to track what you do? Of course, if they're going to, if they're going to give it to you, they're going to want to know who you are. Okay. So that's not like when you go to the doctor. Don't your doctor know who you are? When you, when you listen, I had surgery not long ago. Do you know they put a uh, uh, armband that had a barcode on it and so every time they came to give me medicine they scanned my barcode and the reason why they scanned the barcode to make sure I was the person that I was getting the right medicine then they scanned the medicine they scanned me to go in they scanned me to go out listen ladies and gentlemen that's just technology being used now will some of this technology end up you becoming the market of beast uh, or, or 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 with a market of will, will the antichrist when he does get here will he use technology of course well of course uh, that 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 happen but but then again uh, you you could be say your social security numbers the market beast. Oh, we all have a number right we have social security numbers we have banking account numbers but none of us stop to take to stop using our debit card well uh, because we got a bank account number and a social security number uh, we're gonna go and get our uh, uh our national ids or you won't be able to fly nationally so yes, I, I see things like that coming, but you can't call this the mark of the beast. And I'm going once we get 
further into this uh, podcast, ladies and gentlemen, you're going to see exactly why you can not call this a market beast. There's certain things that have to happen, and these things have not happened yet. And so when people like this come along and say the market beast is here, this is it, and they're using 5G to make people sick, to give them the coronavirus so they can give them the vaccine, and that's how they're going to do it, and they're going to slip it up on you like that. Come on, this is just crazy conspiracy theories, and they have no biblical basis, and we really shouldn't be wasting our time with it. But the reason why I'm doing it is because people are actually listening to this stuff. So let us continue. A change of church. Um, one of the reasons why, and this is the last point I'll make, that there's been a ubiquitous shutdown of worship and prayer and uh, congregating of religious organizations is because they are making way spiritually for the presentation of the Antichrist. We create, and this is a revelation that I want to come back and teach you more on, when we pray, when we worship corporately, we create a frequency, we create vibrations, we create a... Okay, notice again, he's talking about the preparation of the Antichrist, but, uh, and, and how they're getting ready to bring him. Okay, so, but the important thing that I wanted you to uh, understand and hear is, he said, when we pray, pray, we create a frequency, we create vibrations. Now, ladies and gentlemen, this is very, very important. Uh, There is a part in my book, uh, Counterfeit Charisma, The Age of False Prophets, where I actually talk about how... How these uh, false prophets uh, use and tap into divination. And one of the things about divination is, um, ladies and gentlemen, of some of the things that we have out in the world right now that actually uh, pass themselves off as legitimate Christianity. And one of those things is, um, uh, uh, you would, if you remember, there was a book out and a and, and a and a movie, uh, a series out. And as a matter of fact, Oprah was behind it called The Secret. Do you guys remember that it was a book called The Secret? And they had all these uh, New Age ministers with their clergy collars, like they were Christians, talking about the law of attraction. Well, the law of attraction is based off of vibrations in the universe and so when you hear people talking about oh the the universe the universe gave me this and the universe gave me that and the law of attraction is based on the vibrations now one of uh one of the research pieces that i did um uh, in, in my book, uh, Counterfeit Charisma, uh, uh, page 130, and let me just read uh, to you just a little bit. It says, uh, uh, this, this uh, uh, minister who I'll call Walter uh, uh, was telling me about how in some of these uh, schools, of the, uh, the schools of prophets, they really teach the prophets uh, divination techniques. And one of the dish of divination techniques is how to meditate and tune into vibration of certain notes. 
and the and the sounds and the notes and the vibration. But uh, let me let me uh, read a little bit to you. It says Walter's description of what was taught at this particular school of prophets pertained to tuning in to certain notes to heighten the prophet's sensitivity is similar but not identical to the practices found in mystical religions and New Age practices where chants like the Om, uh, like the humming monotone note that the Buddhist monks make are found. Here is what is said about the Om. Om is a sacred sound of the divine. It is a mysterious expression of, of infinity, timeless eternity and wisdom. Om, the vibrations of Om is our true nature, our higher self, the core of our inner being. As we are vibrations on a on a micro level, so when we chant Om again and again, we create its pure vibrations in our body. We become in tune with the vibrations of the Om and we become one with the Om. The Om chanting connects us to all that is living from beings to nature to the universe. Okay, and I, and I was actually quoting uh, from a source there. Uh, it says, in many of these mystical practices and religions, the universe is given divine faculties. You will hear people say the universe will bless you. What the Om does is connects you to the universe through the Om vibration. Okay, so so this is why when this guy started talking about uh, we're making these vibrations, I said, uh-uh, this is not Christian. What this really is is pantheism and new age and like the Buddhists and all of that. They go by the vibration and all of that. See, they have to see how they do it is is by getting on a certain vibration, hitting at a certain tone. It's that vibration that connects them to the universe. And so this is why what this guy is talking about is really dangerous because but 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 Christians again a lot of times see we don't know this stuff because we don't we, we, we just don't know it's, it's, it's ignorance and it's a lot of reasons why that is and, and I'm not here to harp on anybody or make anybody feel bad and things like that but I just wanted to uh, uh, show you uh, uh, the significance of what he is saying now we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna pick we're going to pick this up but again he's going to get into this frequency thing this vibration thing and this spiritual energy and these magnetic frequencies and and and, and he's going to talk about how uh what they really the reason why they shut down the churches is so we can't get together and make these frequencies and the, and, it's, and it's these frequencies that's holding back the revealing of the antichrist so that's why they had to shut the churches down so we could and get together and make the vibration because the vibration puts up a force field and a shield that's keeping Antichrist back. Ladies and gentlemen, if I'm lying, I'm flying. I'm going to let you hear it. This is the stuff that's going around on the internet. Okay. Move of God. We call it the fire of God. We call it the, the power of God. We call it the spirit of God. But effectively what it is is that we as spirit-filled, clean-living beings are, are generators of spiritual energy, spiritual power, might. Let me use terms that will not scare you. Um, power, anointing. These are electrical magnetic uh, frequencies that emanate from us. When we listen to worship and pray, it literally heals our body. So when we're in the presence of God, this is why we have healing as a byproduct, because what we're exposed to 
physically heals ourselves. That's why he says, I am the Lord thy God that healeth. His presence alone heals. People get healed in worship services. Prophecies and other communication frequencies and information flows greater when we are corporately worshiping, when we are praying corporately. And so they have deliberately shut all of that down and our network spiritually, for want of a better term, so they can pave the way from the Antichrist uh, to come to the fore. Otherwise, he would have been restricted, withheld by the universal concert of prayers and worship of God's people. Now, I hope you're listening to this. I hope you just heard what this guy just said. He says, the Antichrist is being restrained because what happens is, when we come together in prayer, what we're doing is we're putting out spiritual energy on an electrical magnetic frequencies. And what that does is it, it restrains the revealing of the Antichrist by the universal concept of prayers. The, listen to this. The universal concept of prayers. That right there by itself is those metaphysical, the, the metaphysical doctrines. As a matter of fact, uh, there, there is a, uh, a, a church in Chicago called uh, a Universal Temple or something like that. Uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a big church, but they, 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 they teach a more metaphysical a concept of Christianity, uh, uh, where they call it, they, it's called Christianity, but it really isn't, because really they're they're universalists, and they and they don't they don't believe, you know, there's no heaven or hell and nothing like that, you know, or there's no eternal hell and all of that stuff, and everybody's going to be forgiven. And like I say, they're universalists. So this universal concept of prayers that creates this force field, see, and that's what holds back the Antichrist, ladies and gentlemen. This is patently unbiblical. Okay, all right. This is patently unbiblical. This is not what the Bible teaches at all. This is not what's restraining the Antichrist. The Bible doesn't say anything about saints getting together, and that's and our prayers is acts as a shield that keeps him uh, from being revealed. So this is why they didn't shut all the churches down. But ladies and gentlemen, that's ridiculous. They haven't just shut churches down. They have shut banks down. They have shut schools down. They have shut basketball and football events, secular events where people. People make billions of dollars. This this isn't something that is just an attack on the church. That what they're doing is they have shut everything down. School is out in the state of Indiana until the until a, 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 a next semester. They're just closing. Nothing like this has ever happened. They have closed stuff down. Where they are now the federal government is saying everybody wear a mask. Where hospitals are being filled with people, not because they got a 5G phone, it's a virus. So yes, they're going to come out with a a, 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 vac- a vaccination to just try to stop it. Just like you do to any other pandemic. This isn't anything, they're not trying to do anything new. When you get a novel virus, novel means new. Whenever you get a new one, you have to study it. It takes time to look at these things under a microscope and figure out what strategies they could use to attack it, to stop it. Because they don't know. 
It's new. So this is why they had to come up with that. But in this plan, this guy got it to where we're going to get a chip. It's the mark of the beast. And we're holding and they're trying to release the Antichrist. But the reason why they but and, and so that's the reason why they got to close the churches down. So the churches get closed down so we can't come together and pray. And that's that's the we put out the frequencies and the radio waves and all the microwaves or whatever kind of ways you're talking about. And then that's what blocks back the Antichrist. So what they do is they had to shut the churches down, but they didn't just shut the church. They shut everything down. Just so now they, they can they can roll out the Antichrist and the Antichrist can come. Okay. All right. Let me let's continue. Way from the Antichrist uh, to come to the fore. Otherwise, he would have been restricted, withheld by the universal concert of prayers and worship of God's people. And so this is what's happening. It's deliberate. It's not the coronavirus that is contagion. Uh, sorry, contagious or a contagion that we can't congregate. It's because they systematically have dismantled for the first time in human history the corporate gathering of religious people to pray and worship because it changes the spiritual atmosphere so they can have more power. I so again, you heard it yourself there. They, th this whole thing is a plot to shut the church down so Christians can stop praying. Well, why would we stop praying? Because we're not I don't I don't think that's a fact. It hasn't stopped me and my wife from praying. It hasn't stopped me from worshiping. I'm still connected to Jesus. I'm still part of the body of Christ. The 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 the, the Christians are a body. They are a corporate body. They're a corporate body whether we're in the same place or not. We're all members of the same body. The body doesn't stop functioning because we don't go to a building. The church is not church because we come together we are still connected because we are still one body whether we are the church down the street the church in Michigan the church in Louisiana the church in London the church we are all still one spiritual organism whether we collect together or not and so that's that that concept is ridiculous that that's what's keeping the Antichrist back from keeping us by keeping us out of the church. That's going to make it so the Antichrist can come. OK, let us continue. Sacrifices and different things that are going on behind the scenes as well to empower what this move is. And trust me, they're moving at lightning speed. Within a matter of weeks, we are going to be shocked by the revelation and the implementation of the things that they will be doing. The vaccines will be a matter of months away, if not days. The new currency will be a matter of days away, months away. Um, the whole new economic system, which I have created one that I'm going to implement regardless um, as a strategy to counter what is happening. And I've been prophesying this for 15 years that the, the kingdom of God needs its own economic system. Whilst you're all having happy, clappy church and feeling good, some of us have been strategizing on the blueprint of God to advance his kingdom, to save much souls alive and to preserve a posterity. Anyway, because of time, let me conclude here. Best thing we can do right now is to raise our frequency. Live clean, live righteously and remove and detox our bodies from anything that would affect the flow of God's anointing on our lives. The only counter we have is prayer and worship. It creates its own force field of energy and force field of frequency. Heaven's frequency will protect you to some degree whilst God is working on the strap. Now, did you hear that? We got to pray and all that so we could raise up the frequency. Because heaven's frequency can only protect you so much. Ah, what 
Bible is this guy reading? Now see, heaven got a frequency. God got some of them radio towers and heaven he he you know he transmits. So now heaven got it got its own frequency. And this is the whole thing, ladies and gentlemen, about tuning in to these vibrations. When people tune in to that stuff, what they're doing is they're tapping in to the metaphysical or the spiritual realm of the dark side, which is demonic. That's how people can, these false prophets can walk into a church and start calling out people's addresses and phone numbers without knowing them before. Because they're hearing from a spirit. Let us continue. Strategy that he's going to implement. I pray this has helped somebody. Share this with somebody. Forward this that the world can understand this is happening. That we can come together, strategize as a kingdom remnant. Because God said that he doesn't get involved with the affairs of man because the only counter we have is prayer and worship it creates its own force field of energy and force field of frequency heaven's frequency will protect you to some degree did you not hear what this guy just said did you did you hear with your own ears that this man says God does not get involved in the affairs of man and then he lied and said God said it what do you mean he doesn't get involved in the affairs of man the Bible says God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life what do you mean he doesn't get involved in the affairs of man he steps aside. and Ladies and gentlemen, that is what you call a deist. But let me just read uh, uh, from the Bible what it says about King Nebuchadnezzar after he came out of seven years of being insane because God took his sanity from him. Look at what King Nebuchadnezzar says. Daniel uh, 4 uh, uh, and 30, uh, Daniel chapter 4 and 34. This is what it says. And it says, at the end of that time, I, Nebuchadnezzar, raised my eyes towards heaven and my sanity was revealed restored then I praise the most high and I honored and glorify him who lives forever his dominion is an eternal dominion his kingdom endures from generation to generation all peoples are the uh, of the earth are regarded as nothing he does as he pleases with the powers of heaven and with the peoples of the earth no one can hold back his hand and say to him what have you done this is what a man who who mocked God and, and and God took his sanity and you see what he said he said God does what he pleases in the affairs in heaven and in earth what does this guy mean he doesn't God doesn't get involved with the affairs of men that is a lie does not the Bible say in him we live and move and have our being does not the Bible does he not take care of us now unto him who is able to keep us from falling he keeps us from falling the Bible says he will not allow the devil to tempt you beyond what you are able glory to God he's got his hand in everything glory to God he's he's he he knows everything about you from the head to your height to the very hairs of your head are numbered he understands your thoughts afar off before you speak them glory to God David said whither can I go to escape your spirit if I take the wings and fly to heaven he said if I make my bed in hell thou art there he sees everything and this man just said that God said he don't get involved in the affairs of men 
What that is called, ladies and gentlemen, there's a name for that. It's called, he's a, what is called a deist. Deist. What a deist is, is this is the belief that God who made the world but never interrupts in the affairs of man. God does not interfere with his creation. So in other words, he kind of like made it, set up the laws of the universe, and then he steps back and just let the world turn. He's there, but he doesn't get involved. See, that's what this guy is. He's a deist because he said it out of his own mouth. See, all you got to do is let a false prophet keep talking. And he stepped in a big pile of theological doo-doo when he said that. That God does not get involved in the affairs of man. Then why do you pray? See, I'm, I'm, I'm going to tell you something. See, in his mind, since, since, since God doesn't get involved with the affairs of man, so why is he saying come together and pray and worship then? Oh, I get it. Not so God will answer because he don't get involved in our affairs. But it's so we can throw up that force field so that they can't bring the Antichrist. Ladies and gentlemen, this is absolutely ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Absolutely. Now, I'm tired of going back to this guy. Let's get to work. Let's go to work. Ladies and gentlemen, Matthew chapter 24. We're going to read verses 4 through 21. And I want us to listen very, very intently here. Because it's important. Jesus answered and said to them, Take heed that no man deceive you. For many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ and will deceive many. Listen to this verse number 6 and 7. This is very important now. And ye shall hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that ye not be troubled. For these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. Nation shall rise against nation, kingdom against kingdom. There shall be famines, pestilence, and earthquakes in diverse places. Ladies and gentlemen, the word pestilence, that means diseases. This stuff is going to happen. Then the next verse he said, all these are the beginning of sorrows. So what, see, Jesus understood that when you start talking about end times, and once he started telling people about the birth pangs, how, just like when a woman has birth pains, they get sharper, they increase in frequency. They get it more intense. And that's what he's saying. These are the beginning of sorrows. Beginning of sorrows. That, that word sorrows is birth pangs. That's why I said that. So he's just telling us as, as we draw closer to his coming. Things are going to intensify. They're going to get bigger. They're gonna, this is going to happen. But Jesus also knew as people see these signs, people would grab hold of these signs themselves and start saying, oh, this is the end. So Jesus knew that. He understood people was going to come up with all kind 
of crazy theories and conspiracies. He knew that. So that's why he said, listen, don't trip. The end is not yet. No, it's not. It ain't, it's, this, ain't, this ain't what you think it is. This ain't what they telling you it is. It's not. The end is not yet. Okay? And so, he said, these are just the beginning of sorrows. So, you can't use things like wars, earthquakes, famines, and all of that to predict the end. Or, you can't use those things specifically. Because these things have to happen as a course of heading towards the end. But they themselves are not direct signs of the end because these are happening all there's always been earthquakes, there's been famines, there's been floods, there's been earthquakes. There's been some really, really bad earthquakes. Okay? There's gonna be more of that. You're gonna see this stuff. Okay, granted, COVID-19 is different in this sense, because what God is showing us is in a pandemics like these, he's showing us how fragile we are, how fragile we are. You know, people living in an island. Some primitive people with wearing grass clothes and all that. They ain't being affected by none of this. You know why? Because they're not dependent on technology. They're not dependent on modern stuff and all that. They go on about their life. They probably don't even know this stuff is happening and couldn't care. Okay? It affects us because, ladies and gentlemen, we are so dependent on technology. We are so dependent, particularly in uh, uh, nations like America. But I understand. This is hitting all over. I got that. But what God is showing is that we are all so fragile. That if something major happened in this country, there's not going to be enough hospital beds. There's not going to be enough National Guards. There's not going to be enough police. There's not going to be enough food on the store shelf. This is what it's showing us. There are not enough hospital beds. If a major sickness hit this country, ladies and gentlemen, it's 330 million people. If only 5% of the people in this country got sick, that's 15 million people. We do not have 15 million hospital beds in this country. We don't have nowhere near that. The, the, The medical and insurance companies and everything would be overwhelmed. No one could deal with a crisis like that. We're not set up to do that. Regional things, look, a tornado here, tornado there, hurricane here, there, that type of thing, we can handle it. We can recover from that. Something like this, that re- that's all over the country at one time, we're not set up for that. So what is that showing us? What it's showing is you're not going to be able to depend on the government. There'll be other things that come. Learn from this now. Because you're going to need to learn from this. But when these things happen, the end is not yet. That's what you have to understand. But as we go down to verse number 15, this is when Jesus gets specific. Verse number 15. 
He says, and when ye therefore shall see the abomination of desolation spoken of by Daniel the prophet stand in the holy place, whoso readeth, let him understand, then let them which be in Judea flee into the mountains. Let him which is on the housetop not come down. Not come down to take anything out of his house. Neither let him which is in the field return back to take his clothes. Woe to them that are with child and to them that give suck in those days. But pray that your flight be not in the winter, neither on the Sabbath day. For then shall be great tribulations such as not since the beginning of the world to this time nor will ever be. Now this is a specific sign that triggers off what is known, ladies and gentlemen, as the day of the Lord. But Jesus said when, now you're going to have famines, you're going to have earthquakes, you're going to have floods, you're going to have all of this stuff. He said, this ain't the end. You're going to have pestilences. You're going to have all this stuff. This is not the end. See, the problem with this guy, but let me, me, well, I'm sorry. This is not the end. Let me read the same passage for Mark. Uh, the similar, uh, the uh, parallel, the companion passage to this. Mark 13, uh, 14 to 19. This is what he says. But when ye see the abomination of desolation spoken of by Daniel the prophet, standing where it not, let him that readeth understand. In other words, there is a specific prophetic event called the abomination of desolation. He said, then great tribulation is going to come. Then, at that point, not from the pestilences, not from the earthquakes, not from the floods, not from the wars that you hear about. All this stuff got to happen. These are just the beginning of sorrows. It's the abomination of desolation that's going to kick everything off. Now, what are we talking about when we say the abomination of desolation? The word abomination means something disgusting that arouses wrath, a loathsome thing, something that is totally defiling, an abomination, a pollutant, so to speak. So now, what does Jesus do? Jesus tells us about the abomination of desolation spoken of by the prophet Daniel. So what that tells us, ladies and gentlemen, we've got to go back to Daniel to understand what the abomination of desolation is. And I'm going to tell you why all of this is so important. Okay, all right. If we go to Daniel chapter 11, Daniel chapter 11, verses 21 through 24. And this is how the word of God, the word word of the Lord reads. It says in his estate shall stand up a vile person to whom they will not give the honor of the kingdom 
but he shall come in peaceably and obtain the kingdom by flatteries. And with the arms of a flood they shall be overthrown, overflown from before him. And he shall be broken, yea, also the prince of the covenant. And after the league made with him, he shall work deceitfully. For he shall come up and shall become strong with a small people. He shall enter peaceably. And even upon the fattest places of the providence. And he shall do that which his fathers have not done, nor his father's fathers. He shall scatter among them the prey and spoil and riches. Yea, he shall forecast his devices against the strongholds even for a time. And then as we go down to verse number 31, it says, An arm shall stand on his part. And they shall pollute the sanctuary of strength and shall take away the daily sacrifice and they shall place the abomination that maketh desolate and such as do wickedly against the covenant he shall corrupt by flatteries but the people that do know their God shall be strong and do exploits and they that understand among the people shall instruct many and they shall fall by the sword and by flame and by captivity and by spoil many days now when they shall fall they shall be hoping with little help but many shall cleave to them with flatteries now I had just read to you Daniel 11 verse 21 through 24 Daniel 11 verse 31 and 34 now, what this is talking about is a king. His name is Antiochus Epiphanes. I want you to remember this name. Antiochus Epiphanes. Epiphanes means a manifestation of God. That's what it means. Antiochus Epiphanes IV. He was the king of Syria. And long story short, this is a history of him. He got into it with Egypt. Because he was in Syria. And long story short, things didn't go too well for him in Egypt. So when he came back. On his way back to Syria, he stopped in Jerusalem and took over Jerusalem. When he took over Jerusalem, ladies and gentlemen, he tried to take the Jews' religion away from them and convert them over to Hellenism or convert them over to the ways that the Greeks did things and all of that. Okay? All right, now. Antiochus Epiphanes is talked about glory to God in the book of Maccabees now those of you that have a Protestant Bible I call it a Protestant Bible our Bible only has 66 books 
because it doesn't have the Apocrypha. But the Catholic Bible has these books. So if you go to the Bible store and you buy a Revised Standard Version of the Bible, the Revised Standard Version of the Bible will have the other books of the Old Testament that the Protestant Bible doesn't have. Now those books are considered by Protestants scholars back in when they were doing the canonization of the Bible, they're, they're not considered inspired, but they are, they, they contain invaluable historic accounts. So therefore, in order to understand Daniel properly, we have to also now go to the book of of Maccabees and what I'm going to be doing is I'm going to go to 1st Maccabees chapter number 1 and just give me a minute to get there 1st Maccabees chapter number 1 write these references down 1st Maccabees chapter number 1 beginning uh, at verse number 20 now I'm going to skip around a little bit, but this is going to give you the history of Antiochus Epiphanes. Daniel prophesied about it, but Antiochus Epiphanes didn't come along to about two or three hundred years after Daniel was dead. When Daniel wrote this in the book of Daniel, this hadn't happened yet. So, Daniel had a prophecy that was going to be fulfilled about two or three hundred years after him, okay, after he died. But then, uh, then Jesus also picks this up. But let's, let's, let's listen to this. This is First Maccabees, uh, Maccabees, chapter number one, uh, verse number 20. It says, After subduing Egypt, Antiochus returned in the 140. 143rd year that's 143 BC he went up against Israel and came to Jerusalem with a strong force he arrogantly entered the sanctuary and took the golden altar the lampstand for light and its utensils he took the table for the bread of presence the cups for the drink offerings the bowls the golden censers the curtain the crowns the gold decoration on the front of the temple he stripped it off he took the silver and the gold and the cost vessels he took all the hidden treasures which he found taking them all he departed into his own land okay then we're going to hop down to verse number 44 and the king sent letters by messengers to Jerusalem to the cities of Judah and he directed them to follow the customs customs strange to the land he forbid them burnt offerings and sacrifices and drink offerings in the sanctuary to profane the Sabbaths and the feasts, to defile the sanctuary and the priests, to build altars and sacred precincts and shrines for idols, to sacrifice swine and unclean animals, and to leave their sons uncircumcised they were to make themselves abominable by every unclean and profane thing so that they would forget the law and change all the ordinances and so whosoever does not obey the command of the king shall die now 
verse 54, on the 15th day of Chelzev, which is, I believe, is December, I believe, that's the Jewish December, in the 145th year, they erected a desolating sacrilege upon the altar of burnt offerings. They also built altars surrounding the cities of Judah and burnt incense at the doors of the houses in the streets. The books of law which they found, they tore to pieces and burnt them with fire. Where the book of the covenant was found in, in the possession of anyone, where the book of covenant was, excuse me, was found in possession of anyone, or if anyone adhered to the law, the decree of the king commended him to death condemns him to death. They kept using violence against Israel, against those those found mouth after mouth and this found month after month in the cities. And on the 25th day of the month, they offered the sacrifice on the altar which upon the uh, upon the burnt offering altar. And according to the decree, they put to death the women who had their children circumcised and their families and those who circumcised them and they hung the infants from the mother's neck. Now, this is what Antiochus Epiphanes did to the Jews, what he did the king of Syria. And to this day, Israel and Syria are our enemies. They, to this day, they are. Okay, <laughs> this stuff happened in, 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 in the first and the second century B.C. Okay, this is about two or three hundred years. So Daniel prophesied about how this king was going to come in and set up an abomination. Well, this is exactly what Antiochus Epiphanes did. So when Antiochus Epiphanes came in, he sacrificed a pig. He went into the holy place. He took all of the utensils out. He tore up the law. He made it against the law for them to worship. He made it against the law for them to do all that stuff. He, he took a pig and he sacrificed. He slayed a pig on the altar profaning the, the temple and then he took a statue of Zeus and erected it in the most holy place. This is what Antiochus Epiphanes did. And so Daniel in his day prophesied about this. Okay? So um and then uh, in verse, uh, yeah, and so we read verse uh, 54 through 61 where he, he then uh, uh, went in and uh, did all this stuff to Israel. And so what he did by when he walked in as a Gentile, when he sacrificed that pig on the most holy place in the temple, what he did is he desecrated the temple. And the abomination was when he took that, when he slayed that pig on the altar, and then not only that, he erected that statue, that idol of uh, a Jupiter, and put it in the most holy place. And that was the abomination of desolation. And so, what Jesus is doing now in Matthew 25. In Matthew 24, verse 15, Jesus is saying, listen, guys, when the end comes, this is what you're going to see. You are going to see 
earthquakes, you're going to see pestilence, you're going to see famines, you're going to see wars and rumors of wars, all of that stuff got to happen. And people are going to be saying the end is coming, but he's telling you, but the end is not yet. He said these things got to happen. He said, so the end is not yet. Don't trip on this. The end is not the end is not uh, yet among people. So th- so then he says, but when you see the abomination of desolation spoken of by Daniel the prophet, he says, then that's when you better take a hike so and get out of Jerusalem. He said, for then there will be great tribulation such as the world has never seen, nor to this time, nor ever has been, nor will ever be. In other words, ladies and gentlemen, the great tribulation, what Jesus is talking about, is the day of the Lord. But what triggers the day of the Lord is when the Antichrist. Now, now what Jesus is doing, he's looking back to Daniel, who saw Antiochus go into Jerusalem, sack the city up. He burnt the city down, everything. Killed up a bunch of Jews, went into their temple, erected a pagan altar, a pagan statue in the most holy place, killed a pig on the altar, tore up they, their Bibles, made it against the law for them to worship on Sabbath, made it against the law to circumcise their kids, and if they did, they would kill a whole family and hang the babies, the dead babies from their mama's neck. Now you tell me that ain't cold-blooded. And so Jesus looking back at this event saying when you see this the abomination of desolation spoken of by Daniel the prophet then you know it's the end. See you can't go by the wars. You can't go by the pestilences. You can't go by all of that. It's stuff other. Jesus gave a very very unmistakable sign of when stuff is about to break. Okay. He gave a very, very specific sign. And so what Antiochus Epiphanes did in 167 BC is what the Antichrist of the future is going to do. But he is also going to go into a temple. Just like Antiochus did, a literal temple, an actual temple, walk in, walk into the altar, do these abominations. Jesus says, this is going to happen again. But Jesus wasn't talking about Antiochus. He was referencing Antiochus because Antiochus, what he did in the past, the Antichrist of the future is going to do in the future. So this is what that's talking about. Now, let's just go back to uh, second Maccabees, because I'm going to tell you what God did to this man. Now, this is this is something. And uh, like I say, those of you who don't have an apocrypha, I know you can't follow along with me, but just just uh, uh, let me let me read it to you. And uh, you, you, you you'll see you'll see for yourself. OK, this is second Maccabees, chapter nine, verse one. It says, and about time as it happened Antiochus had retreated in disorder from a region of Persia for he had entered into the city of 
purposeless and attempted to rob the temples and control the city. Therefore, the people rushed to rescue with arms and Antiochus and his men were defeated with the result that Antiochus was put to flight by the inhabitants and beat a shameful retreat. While he was in Escapitana, news came of him what had happened in Nicor and the forces of Timothy. Not not the apostle Timothy, but another Timothy. Transport he then transported with rage, he conceived an idea of turning upon the Jews the injury done by those who had put him to flight. So he ordered his charioteer to drive without stopping until he completed the journey. So in other words, they embarrassed him in Persia. He got defeated. So now he's coming back on. This is another campaign. Now he's coming back and he said, this is what he said. But the judgment rode with him for in his arrogance this is what he said when I get there I will make Jerusalem a cemetery of the Jews but listen to this it says but the all seeing Lord the God of Israel struck him with an incurable and unseen blow as soon as he ceased speaking he was seized with a pain in his bowels for there was no relief and a sharp internal tortures and that justly for he had tortured the bowels of others and many with many and strange afflictions yet he did not in any way stop his insolence but was even more filled with arrogance breathing out fire in his rage against the Jews and giving orders to hasten the journey so it came to pass that he fell out of his chariot as it was rushing along and the fall was so hard as to torture every limb of his body oh my god first god got him with a bowel disease and then he fell out of his chariot got towed up by the chariot verse number eight let me continue reading and thus he who had been thinking that he could command the waves of the sea in his superhuman arrogance and imagining that he could weigh the mountains in a balance was brought down to earth and carried in a litter making the power of God manifest to all so that the ungodly man's body swarmed with worms and while he was still living in anguish and pain his flesh rotted away because of his the whole army felt revulsion at his decay because of his intolerable stench no one was able to carry the man who a little while before thought that he could touch the stars of heaven then it was that broken spirit he began to lose much of his arrogance and to come to his senses under the scourge of God for he was tortured with pain every moment and when he could not endure his own stench he uttered these words it is right to be subject to God and no mortal should think that he is equal to God long story short ladies and gentlemen he ended up 
dying of a vile, nasty, smelly disease. God struck him down and proved to him that like King Nebuchadnezzar said, oh, glory to God. He said, God, he said, God does what he wants in the armies of heaven and in the affairs of men. And this is why when this guy was talking about all of this uh, virus stuff, talking about God said that he don't get in the affairs of man. I don't know what Bible he was reading. He wasn't reading the Bible. He was quoting some philosophical pantheistic new age garbage that's not Christianity that is not the God of the Bible God gets in our affairs and he struck this man down and made him suffer made his skin rot off of him and he was so nasty and stinky nobody wanted to even come by him glory to God God gave him a terrible death and he suffered a long time in that condition and could not get any relief glory to God but this is what I want to go back to first uh, Maccabees let's go back to first Maccabees glory to God because you got to see how this story ends up because it comes all the way back to our Lord oh glory to God I just get excited when I think about the word of God and knowing the truth so when you when when error comes your way you can hear it glory to God first Maccabees 36 glory to God first Maccabees 4 and 36 just give me a minute to get there first Maccabees 4 glory to God and 36 I know like like I say most of you don't have this in your Bible but this is what happened ladies and gentlemen Judas Maccabeus after the uh, uh, Antiochus Epiphanes went in that temple and did all that stuff this is what happened it was a bro- it was a guy named Judas Maccabeus that rose up then Judas and his brothers said behold our enemies are crushed let us go to cleanse the sanctuary and dedicate it so all the army assembled and they went up to Mount Zion and they saw the sanctuary desolated they saw the altar profane they saw the gates burn in the courts they saw the bushes sprung up as thickets and or as one on the mountains they saw the chambers of the priests in ruins and they rent their clothes and mourned with great lamentation and sprinkled themselves with ashes they fell down on the ground and sounded the signal on trumpets and they cried out to heaven and Judas detailed the men to fight against those in the citadel in the sanctuary oh glory to God so they rose up he rose up an army and they fought against them and they drove Drove uh, Antiochus and them army out. Okay, glory to God. And says, and at the and at, at that very season, on that very day that the Gentiles profaned it, it was dedicated with songs and harps. So now, what's happened is they went in, they cleaned the temple out, they got it ready to be used again. Glory to God. So starting at verse fifty-four again, it says, and at that very season, and on the very day that the Gentiles had profaned it, it was dedicated with songs and harps and lutes and cymbals and all the people fell on their faces and worship and bless heaven 
who had prospered them. So they celebrated the dedication of the altar for eight days and they offered burnt offerings with gladness and they offered a sacrifice of deliverance and praise and they decorated the front of the gold of the temple with golden crowns and small shields and they restored the gates the chambers of the priest and furnished it with doors it was a very great gladness among the people and the reproach of the Gentiles was removed okay glory to God and Judas and his brothers and all of the assembly of Israel determined that every year at that season the days of dedication of the altar should be observed with gladness and joy for eight days beginning with the 25th day of the month of Chelsev uh, uh, of Cheslev which is our December so the 25th day of December ladies and gentlemen is when they did this do you remember the date December 25th does that ring a bell this was the day that the, the that the Jews cleaned their temple and rededicated the temple back to God after they kicked after God killed Antiochus and kicked him out of the temple they went back in and they dedicated now this is what you have to understand the dedication the feast of dedication is also known as Hanukkah this is where the holiday Hanukkah comes from the holiday of Hanukkah means dedication because and it is also the festival of lights because God kept the menorah lit miraculously during those eight days glory to God now this is getting me excited the the feast of dedication that's what the Jews practice to this day is called Hanukkah now this happened 165 years before Jesus was born and it was always called the feast of dedication oh glory to God so now if you go to John with me go to John chapter number 10 verses 22 and 23 okay now we're going to get into this and it says and it was at Jerusalem the feast of dedication that's Hanukkah ladies and gentlemen and it was winter so you know that was December because it was winter and Jesus walked into the temple on Solomon's porch Jesus Christ himself self-celebrated Hanukkah because the Jews had instituted it as a holiday but it happened after Antiochus Epiphanes went in there desecrated their temple Judas Maccabeus rose up in revolt against him took the temple back over they dedicated the temple that's where the Jewish holiday Hanukkah comes from and they celebrate Hanukkah to this day day and that's because to the Jew the temple is an important place this is the place of God's mercy see this is the place where the Ark of the Covenant was this is the place where the veil protected the holy place from the most holy place this is the day on Yom Kippur once a year where the high priest
priest would go in and take a hyssop brush and sprinkle and dip it in the blood of the lamb and sprinkle it on the mercy seat and God would and they would God would be propitiated and he would get mercy he would grant mercy he would be propitiated he would be satisfied with a worthy sacrifice a holy sacrifice that was given unto him through the shedding of blood and all of this represented all of this temple and stuff and altar stuff just represented Jesus Christ coming oh glory to God and so now so this whole thing about the temple was an important thing and Jesus walked into the temple and that now by the time Jesus came the, uh, they had built onto that temple and that was called the Herodian temple because Herod had built some construction on it so when the Jews and Jesus came they went to the temple and they was all excited about the temple and they say Jesus look at the look at the buildings of this temple let's go back to Matthew chapter number 24 Matthew chapter 25 I want to go back there because I want to give the context to all of this so so you won't be deceived so you'll know what's going on God put this in the Bible for a reason now listen what it says here I'm going to read it from the NIV Jesus left the temple and was walking away with his disciples and they came to him calling his temple his attention to the buildings and they said do you see all these things and he said he asked, he asked truly I tell you not one stone here will be left upon another that everyone will be thrown down now I want you to get the context of this the Jew did his disciples were listen they were like they were showing it off to him oh Jesus look at this building because the temple was magnificent it was a beautiful building and they were saying oh look at all these buildings Jesus this is nice saying this is cool Jesus looked at it and said look not one stone is going to be left upon another and Jesus prophesied it was right because it was fulfilled in 70 AD after the Roman general Titus rolled into Jerusalem killing up the Jews the Jews were scattered but then what they did is they burnt that temple down they they set it on fire and all of that and all that gold that was in the temple melted so the soldiers took their spears and their swords and they dug those stones out to get at the gold and it, it fulfilled the prophecy just as Jesus said that not one stone would be left upon another because they wanted that gold ladies and gentlemen prophecy is real God is real and everything he says is real so now what's all this got to do with the Antichrist what it has to do with the Antichrist ladies and gentlemen see how this guy was talking about the coronavirus was gonna it was gonna be the vaccinations and then they was gonna slip the mark of the beast in they was gonna put a RF chip and all of that in other words what was he what he was saying and and, and the and the reason is is because the reason they shut the churches down was so that uh, they could stop us from praying and by stop us from praying then that way our, 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 uh, our electromagnetic force magnetic force would be hindered so they could bring the Antichrist in other words it was this the prayers of the electromagnetic net electromagnetic force of the of the people that was holding back the Antichrist being revealed which is complete poppycock because that is not what the Bible says the Bible don't say nothing that the prayers of the saints hold back the Antichrist no we already talked about that glory to God the beast comes out of the bottomless pit it's warring angels that do that pre-trib says the Holy Ghost but we both of us could agree even though we disagree with pre-trib but the bottom line is it ain't the prayers of the saints that hold back the Antichrist and the mark of the beast ain't coming through no vaccination for the coronavirus that's all 
more ridiculous, ladies and gentlemen. In other words, what this guy is trying to do, he's trying to get to the Antichrist without a temple. Ladies and gentlemen, the Bible says, when you see the abomination of desolation spoken of by Daniel the prophet, stand in the holy place. Listen, ladies and gentlemen, Jesus is talking about what the Antichrist is going to do and about that temple. Now, ladies and gentlemen, the temple is important to the Jews. It's a very important thing. As a matter of fact, I want to play for you Benjamin Netanyahu's part of his speech. And I want you to listen to this because he himself, when America moved their embassy from Tel Aviv over to Jerusalem on Israel's 70th birthday, glory to God, this is the speech that Netanyahu gave. I'm just going to play a piece of it and listen how he talks about their temple. But for our people, it evokes profound collective memories of the greatest moments we have known on this city on a hill. In Jerusalem, in Jerusalem, Abram passed the greatest test of faith and the right to be the father of our nation. In Jerusalem, King David established our capital 3,000 years ago. In Jerusalem, King Solomon built our temple, which stood for many centuries. In Jerusalem, Jewish exiles from Babylon rebuilt the temple, which stood for many more centuries. In Jerusalem, the Maccabees rededicated that temple and restored Jewish sovereignty in this land. And it was here in Jerusalem, some 2,000 years later, that the soldiers of Israel spoke three immortal words. Hal Abayt Biadenu, the Temple Mount is in our hands. Words that lifted the spirit of the entire nation. Now, wasn't that amazing, ladies and gentlemen? Did you not hear Netanyahu? He went through all the Jewish temples. The only one he didn't mention was the Herodian temple that was with Jesus. That's conspicuous to me how he would hop over that temple. But he mentioned Solomon's temple. He mentioned the uh, temple that was rebuilt by Nehemiah. He mentioned the Maccabean temple that was rededicated. See, I just went over all of that. That You just heard... Netanyahu mentioned the Maccabees. So now you know what I'm talking about, right? See, Dr. Woods is giving you the truth. Okay. And then he said in 1948, when the soldiers recaptured the Temple Mount, he said, he said, the Temple Mount is back in our hands again. Ladies and gentlemen, listen. The Jews right now, there is a place in Jerusalem called the Temple Institute. They are preparing all of the utensils and the vestitures for the temple that's going to be built. They're getting ready for it. They're, 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 they're picking out the Levitical priesthood and all of that. It's a, as a matter of fact, if you go to the Temple Mount Institute, they they have diagrams of the temple. I have seen diagrams of it. They have virtual tours based on those diagrams that you can see now. 
there is actually going to be another temple. And so why is all of this important? It's important for this reason. Let us continue on. So when Jesus said, now let's go back to Matthew 24, 15. It says, when ye therefore shall see the abomination of desolation spoken of by Daniel the prophet, stand in the holy place. The holy place is the, the holy place of the temple. That's what he's talking about. Whoso read it, let him understand. For then shall be great tribulation, such as was not since the beginning of time, nor to the, nor to this time, or ever shall be. So, in other words, what Jesus is referring to, he's referring to what the Antichrist of the future is gonna do, but it's gonna be just like with the Antichrist historically or Antiochus Epiphanes did when they instituted Hanukkah back in 167 BC. So again, when Daniel wrote it, this had not happened yet. This was still had two or three hundred years yet to happen. But when Jesus referred to it, it had already happened 167 years before Jesus was even born. So he's looking back at it, but he's looking back at an event that's going to be a type of what the Antichrist of the future is going to do. So therefore, now we got to pick it up. Let's go to Second Thessalonians chapter number two and Second uh, uh, Thessalonians uh, chapter number two. Uh, glory to God. Second Thessalonians chapter number two. Glory to God. And we're going to begin reading at verse number one. Now, this is what it says, and I want you to listen carefully. It says, concerning the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and our gathering together to him, brother, we, brothers, we ask, ask you, brothers and sisters, not to become unsettled or alarmed by the teaching allegedly from us, whether by prophecy or by word of mouth or by letter, asserting that the day of the Lord has already come. Don't let anybody deceive you in any way, for that day will not come until the rebellion occurs and the man of lawlessness is revealed, the man doomed to destruction. Verse number four, he will oppose and exalt himself over everything that is called God or that is worship so that he sets himself up in God's temple proclaiming himself to be God. I want you to listen to this again. Setting himself up in God's temple. So what uh, Paul is talking about, what Paul is saying here, the day of the Lord can't come until Antichrist goes into the temple of God and calls himself God. And that doesn't, that doesn't happen. He said, and after that happens, that's when the day of the Lord can kick in. But he's saying the day of the Lord can't happen until that happens. Well, this is what Jesus was saying. He says that when you see the abomination of desolation spoken of by Daniel the prophet stand in the holy place. Now, let me read this same passage from another version. Okay, let's look at uh, uh, verse number four. This is from the New American Standard. Who opposes and exalts himself above everything that is called God or 
that is so, or, or the, the or that is the object of worship, so that he takes his seat in the temple of God, displaying himself as being God. Let's 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 read it from the New King uh, from the King James Version. Who opposeth and exalts himself above all that is called God or that is worshipped, so that he as God sitteth in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. This is the exact same thing that Jesus was talking about. When you see the abomination of desolation, remember what happened. Antiochus Epiphanes went into the holy place, sacrificed an altar, sacrificed a pig on the altar, set up a statue, glory to God, of Jupiter, uh, 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 I mean Zeus, in the holy place. Glory to God. And what ended up happening was it led to the Maccabean revolt. Judas Maccabeus, a couple of years later, dedicated the temple back on December 25th. On December 25th was the day they did it. So Hanukkah is an eight-day celebration that's always in December. And that's why in John chapter 10, verse 22, uh, when we read that, it said it was in the winter and Jesus was going to the Feast of Dedication. And that's what the word Hanukkah means, Feast of Dedication. So Jesus was was uh, doing Hanukkah. But Hanukkah was important because of what Antiochus did and how the Jews got the victory over Antiochus. So what Antichrist is going to do is the same thing. He's going to commit the abomination nation of desolation. Jesus said when you see that standing in the holy place, then you know stuff is about to break off. He said you can't go by the wars. You can't go by the pestilences. You can't go by the earthquakes. You can't go by the wars and rumors of wars. You can't go by nation. He said all that stuff is going to happen, but the end is not yet. He says, but when you see this this is when you know that the great tribulation is about to happen this is when you know when Antichrist is about to walk into the temple and call itself God he said that's when you know all hell is about to break loose for real he said that other stuff you can't go by that and he said that's why he told his disciples don't let nobody deceive you he said because every time an earthquake happened you're going to have somebody coming up with a conspiracy every time a, a big war break out somebody going to come up with a conspiracy every time a pestilence like this guy did they gonna come up with this conspiracy and now they got antichrist being held up by some electromagnetic force because we about to get the mark of the beast because for the vaccination for the coronavirus which is which is started by 5g cell phone towers somewhere and then that's how the mark of the beast is gonna come ladies and gentlemen that is complete idiocy I made up a word, idiocy. I mean, I mean, idiocy. <laughs> it's what it is. Okay. Now, let's go to uh, the book of Revelation. Glory to God. We got to get through all these scriptures. Glory to God. Now, the funny thing about this, before we go there, some people say in Second Thessalonians that the temple that he's talking about is a spiritual temple. That's not a literal temple. What do you mean it's not a literal temple? The Bible clearly said that he sits in the temple of God. Some people say, oh, the, the temple is the church. How, is that, how does that make sense? How is it that the Antichrist sits with the Christians in, in, in the church? That, that's, that's crazy too. Then that means that, that, that the 
if you preach free, that doesn't that certainly doesn't make sense if you preach free, because that means the church would still have to be here when Antichrist is here. Preach free ain't even trying to teach that. No kind, no kind of way. But some people actually say these things. That's because they have an ignorance of the history that's going behind this. When you understand what Jesus said, looking back to Daniel, and you know what Daniel's talking about, and then you take the information that's given to us in the Apocrypha, one which unfortunately we don't have in our Bible, but it is available. It's it's in some Bibles. It's in the Revised Standard Version. You that has an Apocrypha in it. Most of the other Bibles only has sixty six books, so you can't read about the Maccabees. Everybody would know about the Antiochus Epiphanes. They should know about it because it it is contained in historical books. Glory to God. Okay? So now, let's go to, let's find another scripture that talks about the temple. Okay, let's go to Revelation chapter 11, verses 1 and 2. Revelation chapter 11, verses 1 and 2. And we're almost done. Glory to God. In Revelation 1 and 2, this is what the Bible says. And I was given, this is John talking, and I was given a read like a measuring rod and was told go measure the temple of God and the altar with his worshipers but exclude the outer court do not measure it because it has been given to the Gentiles and they will trample on the holy city for 42 months now here's an interesting thing Symb- so, so uh, in, in the spirit John saw the temple he was told to measure it he said, but the outer court, see, the temple had an outer court for Gentiles. See, a Gentile could not go into the holy place. They couldn't go to the altar. Gentiles, if they converted over to Judaism, they if they were still Gentiles born, they had to stay in the outer court. You know, they, they could worship from out there, but they weren't allowed to go into the inner sanctuary. They couldn't see they couldn't go there. You know, they wouldn't let a Roman soldier, nobody go in there. They, they, the soldiers, they would they would fight. You know, even though Romans, Roman had the government. So, you know, the Romans expect, uh, respected that, you know, they, 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 it was certain things, you know, they were coexisting with the Jews, you know, they were under the Jews, but you know, they wasn't killing them or nothing. They were part of the citizens that they had control over, you know, they, as long as they mind their business and did what they were supposed to with the Roman government, you know, the Romans didn't bother them, you know, much, but tech, collect taxes and do the policing and stuff like that. But they, you, they, they coexisted. Okay. And so, but the thing is, it's not even a Roman soldier. The, the Jewish the temple guards would not let a Gentile go in a holy place because it would defile the holy place. They would fight you over that. Okay? So so for a Gentile to even go in there, so this is why in here in Revelation, it says the Gentiles are going to try down the city for 42 months. Now this 42 months is important. Okay? 42 months is three and a half years. Okay? This three and a half years is important. Let's go to Revelation chapter 13, verses 5 and 6. It says, And the beast was given a mouth to utter proud words and blasphemy and to exercise authority for 42 months. And he opened his mouth to blaspheme God and to slander his name and his dwelling place and those that live in heaven. Okay, so this is the same type of thing that we see in Second Thessalonians. He shall speak great things. Glory to God. He shall blaspheme, blaspheme God. Daniel chapter uh, 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 number seven talks about the same thing. It talks about the little horn had a mouth speaking great things. This is all the Antichrist. So what the Antichrist is going to do, the same thing with Antiochus Epiphanes did. They're going to go into the temple of God. They're going to stand and they're going to do 
desecrate the temple of God. Now, but see, Antichrist is also going to do another thing that Antiochus Epiphanes did. They're going to make an image. Check this out. Revelation chapter 13, verses 14 through 17. And it says, because of the signs it was given power to perform on behalf of the first beast, it deceived the inhabitants of the earth and ordered them to set up an image in honor of the beast who was wounded by the sword and yet did live. And the second beast was given power to give breath unto the image of the first beast so that the image could speak and cause all who refused to get the image, get to worship the image and to be killed and also force all people small, all people great and small, rich and poor, free and slave to receive a mark on their right hands or their foreheads so they could not buy or sell unless they had the mark, which is the name of the beast or the number of his name. Now getting back to what this guy was saying, he was talking about this is going to be a, a computer chip slid under the skin and all of that for the coronavirus. But the part he left out, he said this could happen in the next few weeks. He said this, he said this is the mark of the beast. The mark of the beast is here. Now, how is that possible? You don't have a temple. Number one, that's been built in Jerusalem. Number two, Antichrist hasn't walked into it. Number th- number two, number three, he hasn't entered the holy place. Number th- uh, number four, he hasn't sat down and called himself God. The, the, uh, number five, he hasn't uh, 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 made the image of the beast and demanded people to worship. Ain't none of that happened. Glory to God. So you cannot get to the mark of the beast, ladies and gentlemen, unless you have a temple in Israel. And this is why Jesus gave that specific sign as the abomination of desolation spoken of by Daniel the prophet. So that when the other signs like wars, rumors of wars, famines and earthquakes and all that came along, people in their conspiracy theories would not deceive people. This guy is talking about a God who do not get in human affairs, who we are really electromagnetic beings. And the Holy Spirit, he said, we call it the Holy Spirit, but it's really electromagnetic energy. And we put up a a force field. And that's why they shut the churches down. Because when we all come together and pray, we set up a force field that blocks Antichrist from coming. Ladies and gentlemen, that is just ridiculous. Ridiculous! It is so ridiculous that no, we shouldn't pay attention to things like that. You, we have to know our scriptures so we'll be able to discern what's right, what's wrong, what's true, what's not true. And we can see these false prophets coming. Now, one of these false prophets, what they do, they mix lies with the truth. Now, are they going to come out with a vaccine? Yeah, they probably will. Because people are dying. Listen, if you had a relative that had COVID-19, wouldn't you want them to get get some medicine? Come on now. Of course they're going to try to develop medicine for diseases. Killing people. It ain't the 5G that's doing it. This man talking about 5G is what's giving people coronavirus. No, people sneezing on you. That got it gives you coronavirus. People not washing their hands and people not covering their mouth. People going out in public and all of that. What they're trying to do is they and and they've and they've done these social distancing things before. You know they they did that in 1918 with the uh uh with that first uh uh breakout. 
They did. They did that. They told people to stay at home, cover your mouth, and all of that. They, that that's what they did. So this this isn't new. But ladies and gentlemen, this is not what's going to bring the Antichrist next week. And the way this guy was telling it, that's what's going to happen. The Antichrist can't come, ladies and gentlemen. He needs a temple. And this is why I played for you what Netanyahu was talking about. The temple to the Jew has always been important. It has always been center. And yes, they are working Right now, if you do not believe me, go to the Temple Institute website and look at the things they're doing in preparation for the temple and to reinstitute the Levitical priesthood. Call over there and talk to the people yourself. Don't believe me. Don't listen. Do not believe me. Check it out yourself. Check it out yourself. And then you'll be able to discern what is really going on. Ladies and gentlemen, God bless you and keep you. This has been Dr. Dennis James Woods. You have been listening to another exciting episode of the Revelation Revolution. We'll see you next time in Jesus' name.